From WUWM, Milwaukee's NPR, this is Capital Notes, a podcast about Wisconsin politics and politicians. I'm Marty Michelson. Each week, I discuss noteworthy developments with J.R. Ross, editor of WISPolitics.com. Here's our latest conversation. So, J.R., the list of Democrats who would potentially like to challenge Republican U.S. Senator Ron Johnson in November of next year is growing. Johnson hasn't announced yet whether he'll seek a third term, but Democratic State Senator Chris Larson of Milwaukee threw his hat into the ring last week. He joins several other Democrats who are already in the race, including Milwaukee Bucks Executive Alex Lasry and Wisconsin State Treasurer Sarah Godlewski, Their candidacies have generated a lot of buzz. How do you think Larson matches up against Lasry and Godlewski, who've both shown they have the ability to raise a lot of money? Well, Larson doesn't have the personal wealth that uh, we believe Lasry and uh, Godlewski to have. He's in the Milwaukee candidate, which kind of splits that uh, electorate even more. Remember, you have Tom Nelson, the Allegheny County exec, up in Fox Galley, who's also in. uh, Stephen Olacara announced he's exploring it, which... Likely, more likely than not, he will get in. He's all the Milwaukee candidate. We have a doctor from Wausau who is uh, in the race. So uh, what you're kind of seeing is the Milwaukee kind of Democratic base being asked to choose from several candidates. And then the big question is, what does Lieutenant Governor Mandela Barnes do? Because uh, he's going to be another Milwaukee candidate. But often in pro- politics, talk about candidates having lanes. Uh, the lane for Chris Larson is to run off his Milwaukee base, right? He's run for county executive twice unsuccessfully. He's been in office as the state senate since 2011. Um, he knows a Milwaukee lawmaker. Can he expand his reach beyond just Milwaukee? At the same time, you know, don't forget, in a typical statewide Democratic primary, about 40 to 45% of the vote comes out of three counties alone, uh, Milwaukee, Waukesha, and Dane. So you have to kind of do well in those base areas have a chance statewide. The question is, can he even break out of that Milwaukee uh, kind of footprint and have more, more of a statewide uh, approach. Galuski, she's seen as somewhat of a Madison candidate who also has some statewide appeal because she's the only high-profile woman in the race. Um, she's from Eau Claire originally. That might help a little bit out state. But the field isn't settled yet until we know what Barnes is going to do. And uh, once he gets makes that decision, then we kind of really get a feel of like how these things are going to shake out. Well, when do you think Republican incumbent Ron Johnson will announce his decision? Uh, all indications are he's not in any hurry. Uh, I've heard people think about maybe early next year, uh, maybe even the spring, although I know a lot of Republicans I talk to who hope he doesn't wait that long because they want to know what the field is going to look like. They want to know who, um, who their candidate is going to be. If Ron Johnson runs again, I doubt he'd get a primary challenge, at least on a serious one. But if he doesn't run, then it's kind of a wide open field. And the people who are looking at running, they would need to have some time to get a fundraising base up and rolling, um, get their campaign organization put together. So there is a little bit of a an urgency for the people who would want to run, but I don't think Ron Johnson's in a hurry to satisfy their demands or what they would like. He's on his own timeline. Part of it is, remember, Ron Johnson knows that as long as he's considered one of the most vulnerable senators in the country, he has a platform. Everything that he says gets attention because it could be a plus or a minus for him in seeking re-election. If he announces he's not going to run anymore, then that attention kind of goes away and he's a little bit of a lame duck. So uh, the longer he holds out, uh, it gives him more of a platform to kind of espouse his views and get attention nationally. 
Also last week, former Republican House Speaker and Wisconsin Congressman Paul Ryan blasted former President Trump in a speech to the Ronald Reagan Presidential Library in California. He called the end of the Trump presidency dishonorable and disgraceful and said conservatives are now at a crossroads. He urged Republicans to disavow, quote, the populist appeal of one personality and second-rate imitations. So where do you see the Wisconsin GOP? Standing with Trump or at a crossroads as Ryan has projected? All indications are right now that the Republican Party in Wisconsin is still very much with President Trump. You can see it with lawmakers and state capital and some of the policies they're pushing about elections, uh, calling for a lot of things that the president has uh, pushed when it comes to elections and how they're run. Uh, I think it's, at this point, I'd say it's pretty clear that Donald Trump still has a pretty solid hold on the Republican Party in Wisconsin. I'm also hearing it talking to Republicans who've been on the campaign trail, talking about the feedback they're hearing at the doors and uh, feeling that Trump is still very much uh, a favored figure among Republicans. Now, I had not seen a statewide poll a long time to see his standing with voters overall. But yeah, it does not look like at this point that the party, the party base in Wisconsin is ready to break with Donald Trump. Now, Paul Ryan has been out of the public eye for about two years. Do you think his comments about the GOP signal that he might get back into politics, possibly run for president in 2024? I haven't heard anybody really talking about that, in part because the party is still enamored with Donald Trump, and Ryan's obviously set himself up to be kind of an anti-Trumper, and uh, somebody's not a fan of that approach. As long as the Republican Party has a strong Trump contingent, if you're an anti-Trumper, you're not going to win a statewide primary. So it doesn't look like Paul Ryan's in his position right now that he'd be able to win a primary nationally. Um, if you were to run, I, I don't even know if he'd ever be able to run, run a statewide primary right now. Now, I, I've seen no indication that Paul Ryan's interested in getting back into politics. Um, there's been no chatter about that when I've asked around about potential candidates. So I don't think that's really on his mind. But as long as this Trump, you know, Trump thing is going on, he's definitely got an issue if he wants to try to, to win a race, either statewide or nationally in Wisconsin. And finally, Republican Assembly Speaker Robin Voss announced last week that he has used taxpayer money to hire some retired police officers to investigate the 2020 election in Wisconsin, which President Biden narrowly won. Similar audits are being conducted in some states across the country. Voss says he is not interested in overturning the results of the election in Wisconsin, but questions some aspects of it. He's giving the officers until September to report their findings. What will this investigation look like, and what possible wrongdoing does Voss want exposed? Well, good question. We've had recounts of the votes in Dana-Milwaukee counties. We had lawsuits that challenged the results followed by President Trump and his supporters. None of them were successful in changing the outcome. There is already a Legislative Audit Bureau review of election procedures going on. We've had public hearings by hearing, uh, committees in the Assembly uh, and state capitol. I don't know what new they might find or unusual. Um, and the reality is a lot of stuff that President Trump raised in his unsuccessful lawsuits and probably has complained about aren't a matter of fraud. They're a matter of how the elections were run, the policies that were in place, the uh, positions that the Elections Commission took in terms of saying, telling clerks that they were had the ability to fix deficiencies and missing information on the ballots that absentee ballot envelopes absentee ballots are sent back with. So there isn't a widespread fraud that we know of in Wisconsin. Now, there was a report from the Elections Commission 
about several dozen cases of potential fraud, things like double voting, um, voting in person and absentee. There was a case uh, Lacrosse County where some people had used a, a UPS store, I believe it was, as their address as a registration, which you can't do. But there's no no widespread fraud that we've seen. There are policies in, like for example, you know this group uh, associated with Mark Zuckerberg sent uh, money to municipalities in Wisconsin, it, 200 municipalities or so in Wisconsin, but primarily to five big five biggest ones to help cover the cost of the election. You know, there's a question: should that be allowed under state law? But it's not a matter of fraud; it's how the election was run. So I, I don't know if these office retired officers are going to find something new. I, I really don't know what they're looking for. Um, but what I can tell you is I don't get the impression to change the mind of Governor Tony Evers anytime soon. Evers has made clear that he thinks a lot of the stuff is about trying to suppress the vote, and he's not going to allow these various bills that Republicans are pushing to become law because he thinks they're all aimed at, at trying to make it harder to vote, which he's not in favor of allowing. And now, Democrats have questioned Voss's authority in this matter. Does he have the power to authorize such an investigation, and can anybody do anything about it? I'm not a lawyer, so I don't know if he extent of his powers to do this. Obviously, he thinks he has that power. We have seen a lawsuit filed that challenged the um, contract he signed with two law firms in anticipation of a lawsuit over redistricting. I don't know if there's something here that could be challenged in court as well. Uh, we'll see. But I really don't know if there's a, a limit on his authority, but they're going to push ahead with this because the, the Republican base is convinced that there's something to miss about how the election was run, and Republicans are trying to assure that base that they're doing everything they can to uh, address their concerns and try to uh, see if they can fix them in their minds. That's WISPolitics.com editor J.R. Ross. You can join us each week for our conversations. And if you haven't done so already, subscribe to Capital Notes on iTunes, NPR One, or wherever you get your podcasts.